Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision-making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hi, welcome back to Liberate Your Soul, Healing the Heart. Today, I'm going to talk about really healing my heart and a satori that I had just recently when I walked out to the marsh after not being able to go out for several weeks because of COVID-19. Now, I live in South Florida where a marsh is basically a forest that lives underwater. And no, it's not completely underwater all the time. There's a lot of trails that are kind of propped up and uplifted where I don't have to be wearing mud boots and galoshes all the time. Um, But there is a lot of water on either side of this particular trailway that I go to quite often. There's areas of the marsh where the cypress trees are submerged and there's running water that houses gators and big birds that are like gray herons and I've seen brown spotted pelicans. I've seen many, many ducks. I've seen white cranes. I've seen ibis and you name it. I've seen it. I won't bore you because I've seen probably at least 20 different species of birds and many gators of differing sizes, which is always exciting. Um, when they're really big, it's much more exciting, uh, because the babies, they, they're there. They're not that dangerous. You know the mom is around, but usually she's in the water. I digress. When I go out to this particular marsh, it is so soothing to me. Having grew grown up on the West Coast, I grew up in drought-afflicted Southern California, and then we moved to drought-afflicted Northern California, And there were bodies of water around always, whether it was the beach in Southern California or the largest natural lake in Northern California, but it just wasn't the same. You know, it was always quite brown in the summertime and just not too much flora and fauna. Um, The trees were either palm or manzanita or oak, and it just you know, was really revealed to me recently um, in 2017 when the super fires happened, when I 
moved back there after living in Las Vegas for 20 years, that it's pretty desolate, dry, and yucky. And it's not where I want to grow old. And I just felt like it was congested of people. And the natural beauty was not necessarily the uh, opulence with which I wanted to spend my life. So I, I lived in Southern Florida now, and it's very green. It's like the greenest of green on steroids. It's beautiful. There's subtropical flowers. There's varieties that look like they're from outer space almost. It's just incredible. Um, I would say I've been trying to stay away from that word incredible, but it almost doesn't seem credible, really. So when I go to the marsh, it just feels like home. It feels like where I should have always lived because there is so much life. I hear the birds that I mentioned. I see the gators that I get to enjoy. I enjoy the bugs that fly everywhere, even though sometimes they are a pest. Ordinarily, I tend to normally see dragonflies and crickets And in the springtime, there's these giant, uh, colorful crickets that are yellow and orange, and they're at least four inches in length of size. It's very interesting. So when I go and I walk through the marsh, and I just appreciate how beautiful everything is, there's hardly anyone up there because it's up toward the dump, um, in South Florida, we're at sea level, so there's really nowhere to bury the trash. So they have what my husband told me when I first moved here. He said, honey, we have mountains. Look. And I saw all of these birds, these buzzards and stuff flying around. And I'm like, what is that? And he said, that's the dump. And I was like, gross. Okay, that's not nice, but I guess I won't be hiking there, but I do go for these marsh walks, and normally the wind is blowing in the right direction, and I don't smell the smells of nasty, rotting human garbage. I smell the beautiful uh, water and all of the life that is in the forest. Now, some of the water is really beautiful. It gets like tannic acid and the cedar nubs that, that are roots, the root system of the cedar trees, they really cause it to get brown and it gets quite, um, yucky and almost to where you can't see through to the bottom and it's quite murky. And I'm certain there's living things in there that I don't want to know about. Uh, so I try not to go by that part and I stay where I can see pretty much everything. Um, not like I can see the ocean bottom here on the Atlantic coast, but I can at least see, uh, the eyeballs of the gators as they're swimming. So I feel just 
at peace and my zen is out there. I can walk, I can be uninterrupted by humans. I usually am chanting and praying and offering um, maybe some herbs to the earth. I don't burn them because I don't want to burn down the beautiful space. I just sprinkle them as needed when I'm feeling particularly like giving back and um, occasionally I'll bring a friend or my husband and we go out there. So this particular time being out there, I hadn't been in like six weeks because the government shut down the trails And it was just, to me, ridiculous. I was like, are they trying to make us all go insane? Like, they closed the beaches, they closed the restaurants, they closed the public spaces, they closed the libraries, they closed now the walking trails, the parks, everything that, you know, children like to do and people like me like to do. So it doesn't matter whether you go out nightclubbing or you go to the nature trails, you couldn't do anything. And... When we went out there this past time, I took my husband to the area that I was just talking about where the tannic water ordinarily kind of creeps up and it's kind of almost spooky if you let yourself feel some of the energy of this forest because it's very, um, the dynamic is one of stress and it's one of those dark things that we just don't talk about in the the marsh and the everglades and the swamp right so i wondered why it felt that way and this time the water was down quite a lot because it hadn't yet been the rainy season as of the date of this recording may 18th it's just now starting to thunderstorm on a daily basis and i had to delay recording because it was so loud And it was, the water was down so we could see the bottom of what usually is the tannic brown water. And it's just palm fronds and lizards jumping about and things like that. And I thought, okay, this is fine. And we saw a lot of felled trees. And here in Florida, obviously, if you know geography and you've watched climate in any sort of sense of the word, you know that there's hurricanes and tropical storms that happen in our neck of the woods. And you could see, and I see signs of it all over. There's past history where trees have endured hardships and they have endured the twisting and the turning and the stressfulness of having to deal with strong winds and storms and maybe some other trees that weren't able to have the sunlight on them and, you know, some that don't do well in the tannic acid, you name it, they've had tough times. So when we're walking in the forest and we're walking along the trail and fighting off these annoying bugs this particular time. I don't know why they were. So maybe because they hadn't had any human flesh in six weeks, the COVID has hit hard for everyone. (laughs) They were really bothersome. We were walking through and I saw this beautiful oak tree. And I saw these beautiful pine trees and these beautiful palm trees. And they were all 
had had this hard times that we just talked about with the hurricanes and one of them had fallen over and the oak had held it up in the fork of the hollow of its branches. And I, I'm a tree hugger. I'm just going to come right out and tell you, if you haven't already guessed it by now, me being a sensitive person and me being a holistic and spiritual person and one who walks in the marsh with gators no matter what, I walked over and said, I must thank this tree. I, I have to go and, and feel this tree. So I walked over and I just so wanted to just thank it for being there for the other tree and really not absorb the tree's pain, but witness it. As a life and business coach, I am a witness to so many people's struggles in their lives and whether they're having trouble in their marriage or frustrated with themselves not making their business work or unable to cope with their kids and beating themselves up because moms don't feel frustration. They feel unconditional love, right? I hold space for people on a regular basis. And it doesn't mean that I take on that pain and I hold it as my own. It means that I hold space and I listen and I love and I love unconditionally. So when I walked up to the tree, my intention was to show gratitude and to say, I see you and to say, thank you and to honor it and to really just fortify its strength much in the way that I do for my clients. Because once we're heard, once we are able to tell our story, whether it's one of pain or shame or guilt or even fear and anxiety over the future, it just feels so much better once it's out and we're acknowledged and we can just say to another being that it's going to be okay. So when I walked over to the tree and I set my intention, I told my husband what was going to happen. I said, I'm going to spend some time with this tree and just tell it thank you. You might be hearing some thunder in the background. It's starting to rain again. But I walked over and I just felt the force of this tree. And it's almost like I'll give you a visual in a moment, but it it reached out toward me in reciprocal gratitude. It reached out to me in mutual love and mutual acknowledgement and recognition. Because you see, I am one of the few people who go on this particular trail because of the bugs and the tannic acid and the potential for smelliness. (laughs) And so I walked over and I felt it. I felt its energy field coming toward me and I gave it mine. And I just open-armed, walked over, and I I just looked at it. And I, I, I gave energy and thankfulness and looked at what it had done. And I just said, thank you. You're really holding 
space for this other tree. And I just want to hold space for you and acknowledge and thank you for doing that. You, you did that without falling over yourself. You did it with such strength and dignity and grace and ability. You did it without having to. Now, by circumstance, the tree had to, right? It was forced because of proximity. It had to. The tree that had fallen was had fallen onto it, but it could have made the choice, I'm certain, with wet soil to say, I can't bear it any longer. I too am going to fall. And when I fall, I will take down all of you with me. And then the forest would have had some real trouble But it didn't do that. It just said, I'm here. I'm strong enough to bear both of our burdens. And you can remain alive, as will I. And we'll both grow and flourish and remain. And what happened next was really amazing. This is where the Satori, which is sudden enlightenment, came in. As I looked up at the branches of this tree and the tree that it supported with gratitude and with love and honor, it showed me, it showed me all of the other trees in the forest that had done the same thing. And then it showed me all of the other forests on the earth that have done the same thing over and over and over again, time and time again, whether they're in China or in Brazil or in other places all over the earth. It showed me in an instant, that that is just how the world works. That through being there and holding space and because of such love and gratitude and reciprocity, that the earth continues to turn and it continues to be and exist and that When anyone or anything makes a choice not to give up, not to be self-centered and say, oh, the hell with it, I'm just done. Knock me over with the feather bill. (laughs) I'm just, I'm through. When the person or thing or being continues to make the choice to show up and stand up and be not just proud, but a pillar and depended upon. It just pays it forward and is there for everyone else, for everything else in the forest. And it makes it that much stronger and that much more long longevity. It just gives and gives and gives. And it's just this cycle of perpetuity and ensures that it's going to keep going. And that's just what it is. It's love and gratitude and moving forward. 
And we just bonded and it just really gave back gratitude and love for me just for my giving it love and gratitude. It was so beautiful. Now, there's been times that I have wanted to give up in my life and because of the determination of helpers on this earth, I wasn't let to give up. And that's so, so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to them. And at those times of my life, they were very challenging. You know, I was a very young woman and there were extenuating circumstances. But there's been many other times that I've wanted to give up because it's just so exhausting and it just gets so world weary. And I look at the state of, of things and I recently have been really shown truths and mysteries and beauty that can be unsurpassed by anything in this world, in that marsh, and in everyday life. And it's those moments that I cling to when things get scary or desperate or ugly. And I know that even though it can be a challenge and frustrating and all of those icky things, that there's a purpose for it. And that the more we lean into the beauty and the strength and the grace that we want to spread in the world, which just means unmerited favor, the more we will be able to do those things. Don't give up. Don't stop your hope. Allow yourself to be held up by others when it's necessary, even if it's hard to ask for help. Because there are people in the world who will be there for you, who will hold space for you, whether it's through listening or helping you see another perspective or saying a prayer for you. No matter what you're going through, there is someone who's gone through it before you or someone who will go through it after you. All that anyone is ever asking you to do is to have trust that when you feel a little wobbly and things are blustery and windy and scary and messed up and terrible and the storm is blowing, that you are surrounded in the forest. You know that you are one in this forest of a diverse capacity of loving and giving beings and that you are not alone reaching out because you will not fall and hit the ground. Someone or something will help you before you fall, whether it's God or another deity that you believe in or a coach like myself. We're here for you, 
and it will get better and you will survive and you will move through it and you will grow and you will remain beautiful with gratitude and love and reciprocity and the ability to do it again for someone else. I hope this was helpful for you. And if you find that maybe this isn't you right now, maybe it's someone that you know that can use this message of hope and love, please pass this along to them. It would be a great honor for you to share it with someone who you love and for you to place your trust in my words to deliver that hope with so much care. We'll talk to you again next time.